Let's keep our channels clean. The way we think, the way we talk, the way we post, the way we eat, the way we are putting ourselves in environments with people that are clean or toxic. Let's be careful about our channels being open and being in service and keep them, keep the blood, the thoughts, the body circulating. I'm Maria Grunina, and I'm your host of the Feminine Power Podcast. I'm the founder of Feel, a community of empowered women reclaiming their power through exploring the most powerful energy, sexual energy. In this podcast, we explore ancient and modern wisdom and discover practical tools to cultivate a deep connection with our feminine essence. In each episode, we unravel the layers of social conditioning and limitations that have suppressed our innate power. From reclaiming our sensuality to understanding the mysteries of your sexual energy, you are invited to learn and practice to really make a difference to your life. Through interviews with inspiring teachers and experts who serve our field community, we explore various aspects of femininity, including self-love, body positivity, sexuality, intuitive wisdom, and feminine leadership. We delve into the rich tapestry of feminine archetypes and their profound influence on our lives. In this podcast feed, we go beyond the realm of mere discussion. We believe in the power of embodiment and taking action in our lives. That's why we provide you with audio-guided practices that allow you to integrate the knowledge and wisdom we share in each episode into your daily life. By actively engaging in these practices, you'll not only hear about the unbelievable transforming power of the female body and energy, but also practice and experience it firsthand. Through these guided exercises, you'll witness the profound impact that these practices can have on your relationships, self-love, creativity, confidence, and overall well-being. Get ready to awaken your inner goddess, harness your feminine power, and radiate authenticity in every area of your life. Welcome to the Feminine Power Podcast. It is entirely possible to build a successful career or a business while honoring feminine energy and indulging in joy and pleasure along the way. It is entirely possible to use the best of the masculine powers of goal-setting, structure and organization without drowning yourself in these qualities and while nurturing and bringing the best out of the feminine of creativity and flow. It is possible to have fun and joy while building a business and in fact such approach has plenty of benefits for the business. In this episode, we hear from Shanae Atalay all about how to design your life and career in a way that you create abundance and grow even beyond your vision while leading from the feminine and having pleasure in the process. Shanae is the role model for such approach. She is a businesswoman, a mother, a wife, and initiator of three incredible innovative projects 
the heroines, Regenerate X, and Memory, the regenerative AI platform. She works with culture-making, innovative, mission-driven leaders for the design, growth, and communication of impactful models and platforms as repeatable and scalable solutions using digital services and technologies integrating mind, heart, and body. She has shared innovative and fun ways to design your life and career in this episode. Shanae has been a wonderful supporter of Phil and she has been our expert sharing deep knowledge and information exactly on the subject of business and pleasure and she has also shared her personal story that makes all of us understand how much strength we can find on our path as women in our private community chat. So if you'd like to learn more about her and get more insights and inspiration, head to our chat and find her conversation. Without further ado, Shanae. Oh, thank you so much, Maria, for um, opening such a vulnerable, beautiful, and elegant space for us to have these conversations, explore our femininity, womanhood, in the intersection of such developments and transformation for humanity and the planet. And I'm Janai, and I'm so grateful being here with you and with mm-hmm. our listeners. I'm a Turkish woman, Maria, mother of two, May and Mia, and uh, all my life, I have been in the intersection of design, innovation, and technology for the benefit and in the service of humanity and planet. I did not know what I was doing, but I was always guided by my intuition and by my heart, which showed me what is dull, this is boring, and what is exciting, this is my way. I might be lucky as a daughter of an amazing heroine doctor mother, Birsel, because she always encouraged me to walk my path and find my truth. She said, what you want is what you deserve and you can do it. That was my, the motto of my mother growing me. And somehow that voice has always been with me growing up. And now I see myself repeating similar things, even if I'm not speaking, whispering through my heart, similar things, similar encouragement and motivation to my daughters who are 10 and 12 years old, as well as the woman in my woman empowerment platform and the heroines. I believe when we see each other with the truth of what we are made of, the magnificent creation, the magnificent potential that we are as humanity, then there is no going back. It's like seeing the sun above the clouds for the first time. And my life is full of those moments of awakening, understanding, and remembrance. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm in Turkey in Bodrum, having a little heroine camp with my heroine friends. 
and I live in Ibiza, Spain for the last five years. And I have been rediscovering my femininity with the support, with the magic of the beautiful island of Ibiza, um, which is a very powerful island uh, in terms of feminine energy activations and an amazing community of women and men uh, who are very respectful to nature, mother nature and women, especially um, women who are doing things that are changing, changing the island and who are leading the communities. So it has been a beautiful journey, an adventure for me living in Ibiza and rediscovering myself. And what I am doing is I am doing three things. One is I'm a missionary on regenerative transformation, enabling leaders to bring the regenerative principles to their leadership and business models, whether they are in corporations, whether they are entrepreneurs, whether they are investors or policymakers, really does not matter. We are co-leading a huge transformation for humanity to really understand that we are nature. We are not saving the planet. We are the life of this planet. And I work with um, innovation, design tools, methodologies. We design experiences called Heart Masters, design conferences and online programs with RegenerateX. This is my, uh, my platform and what I'm doing with my partner, Rudy. And the second thing I have been doing since the beginning of COVID is the Heroines. And the Heroines is a community and a platform for women leaders to design conscious business models that can showcase and role model the new success definitions and metrics for the emerging earth consciousness. The world as we know it and its systems with its thought models, business models is collapsing really fast. And there is a lot of pain. There is a lot of um, uh, war on humanity, on planet at the moment. And with COVID, it became very clear. And with that, I decided to bring whom I know can really stand out when everything is chaos and give birth to a new reality. I called woman. I said, Let, come, let's come together and let's look what we are doing with our leadership and business and design conscious business models. And while we are doing this, we call it a heroine's journey. We embark on a heroine's journey, each one of us on our own lanes, but also together. And we design conscious business models, embody them, embody a new way of being. And then we um, measure, we innovate, and we encourage and motivate each other. This is the heroines. And the last four months, I'm also uh, working with a regenerative AI platform, Memory, and there we are bringing the artificial intelligence in service to inclusivity and diversity and using it as a tool for us to decide what we want to do with this super powerful technology AI 
again, serving to our health and well-being, inclusivity and diversity, and to act together for the planet. And this is memory. For me, uh, the memory opportunity, which I became a co-founder recently, has been an answer to my prayers because I know how technology, this technology particularly, is transforming anything and everything that we know of. And I have been praying to take part in AI in a powerful way that can uh, that I can contribute to the to the design of the algorithms that are going to change how we are going to be growing the next one billion children on this planet. So I believe we have a chance, and that chance is when we understand how we can use and utilize AI with our consciousness. So these are the three things that I'm doing, and I am super grateful being able to have this conversation, being able to share my story and uh, answer your curious questions, Maria. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this wonderful introduction. I love hearing about all your activities. And what I'm seeing here is you are involved in quite big, important, mission-driven, impactful projects, and a few of them, right? And you're also running this wonderful community for women with this beautiful name, Heroine, which I admire. And I wonder, Cheney, how do you create this harmonious, balanced lifestyle that you have while innovating and guiding so many other people and companies and brands to innovate and to create regenerative business models and to think big and to encourage what is what what does your routine what's your rituals look like how do you come back to yourself to your body to your um, feminine essence while you do all these big um, things you do mm -hmm. um, thank you Maria, um, yes, these are big missions. And at the same time, um, I am learning to treat myself, my teams, and, and everyone whom I'm involved in, in a relationship while we are weaving these webs of uh, impact together to be more uh, compassionate. So it would, be, it would be fair for me to say my life is not always harmonious. There is pretty much also chaos uh, where I feel like, oh my God, you know, I don't know what's going to happen after this or how this week is going to be, but I'm open. I know that every day is a given opportunity. This is how I wake up. I think the most important rituals that I have integrated in my life are when I wake up and before I sleep. Because when you wake up, it is the most vulnerable, open, almost a magical portal to really co-create with life, with your highest potential and imagination without the conditioning of the previous hour, right? You just wake up. And I bring a lot of gratitude into that moment feeling my body, feeling my breath, and understanding and remembering that I am given this breath this day 
this all these senses that are awakening slowly slowly gradually feeling my body and it almost comes to me i'm becoming a new person every morning because we are becoming a new person every morning every moment with every breath and mornings for me are the they, the the moments that is easiest to remember this and connect to that I recently started applying, reapplying a method called Tiny Habits. Maybe uh, you heard about it. It is um, mm-hmm. Tiny Habits is a beautiful um, methodology, and uh, it is it's a, it's it is a um, method that it's a behavioral scientific method by. Um, by an expert called uh, B.J. Fogg from Stanford University. And you can basically recode your life by um, creating a recipe of how you want to integrate one habit or remove a bad habit and replace it with something else. So my tiny habit in the mornings is that I noticed I have been rushing out of bed with a list of to-dos in my mind. And my tiny habit is to marinate in the bed for like a couple of minutes before I put my two feet and stand up. And those two minutes is such a gift that it is my sacred time that I am with myself, I am with my body, and I allow myself to feel my body. It's very in line with the name of, of... Uh, the feel community, like feeling my body for two minutes when I wake up with the gratitude to my breath to the day, it's transformational. I recommend it to everyone, those two minutes, it it really changes the way you think, the way you feel about yourself. And in the evenings before I sleep, I also bring a lot of gratitude and a joy, a joy of... um, seeing big or little wins during my day. Imagine you had a difficult day and you had some hard conversations. Then I celebrate and congratulate myself for daring to have those difficult conversations or even ending such a big day or a difficult day. And trust me, you will find wins even in the worst day if you look for things to celebrate, to congratulate yourself. So bringing that um, habit of celebrating myself, congratulating myself, approving of myself is the, is, is the habit that I am ending my day. And this is how I marinate during my sleep. And the next day I wake up again with the gratitude and feeling my body. So... In my chaos, whatever happens, knowing that I am on my team and I am in the team of us with my colleagues, with my communities, with anyone that I meet, it is us, the team human, Douglas Rashkov would like to say, I believe. If you come from that perspective of I'm a part of we and we is a combination of all the relationships, of thoughts, of expressions, of imagination, of businesses, of services that I am building and reflecting and receiving with others, 
then it expands you and chaos becomes this beautiful, curious co-creation that is waiting to be unfold. And I stay in the moment of, in the process of welcoming the birthing of that chaos of new possibilities. And uh, Maria, I think in this process, one thing that really, really, really expanded me and gave me the resilience that I am feeling super well, especially the last months, the mind likes to be scared and likes to be in control. And that is wonderful because it's the job of the mind, right? We like our mind to protect us. And then when I am welcoming the fear and the need to control, comparison, things that you would uh, normally label as bad things, you know, they are not the most evolutionary pathways to our <laughs> next next versions. But when I see or hear or observe myself being fearful or scared or anxious, etc., I allow it to sink in my body and I start observing what this fear is without labeling, without trying to understand how does, how does it feel? And I feel and I feel and in the moment of feeling it, just acceptance of their existence, the fear, the control, the chaos, the, the anxiety, you know, all those things, it always transforms into something that gives me aha, uh-huh, a relaxation, an excel, or an inspiration, or some tears out of my eyes that connects me to the other person immediately. So I believe, Maria, mm-hmm. instead of just really like t- thinking and talking in mental concepts and judging and evaluating ourselves and others through them, allowing ourselves to taste the emergence of those even thoughts and expressions and needs and all all palette of being human, then it completes its mission in the most intelligent way in the moment. So I believe I do my best when I step aside and then I observe and I receive and I accept and I am in gratitude of the emergence of whatever comes next. And that is very regenerative. Then, then I, I, then I am awakened. Then I am open. Then I am connected. Mm, beautiful. I love that all the rituals you've listed now is, are really embodied. So, as you say, it's not about just thinking, trying to get rid of thoughts. It's more embodying them, accepting them, all of them, not just good things, also fears and struggles, facing them, integrating them, and then transforming them. That's indeed regenerative. And I completely align with what you say. That's also one of the things that helped me to to stay strong on the path, especially when you're like going against the current and building something that is so out of the box, like feel is like accepting the fear exactly of like, Oh, maybe it's not going to work out. And maybe it's not going to go the way I want, or maybe it's going to be hard. And then you're like, okay, it can be hard. Let's feel it. And that's fine. What's the worst that can happen? And like accepting and even embodying the fear. I, I, I love that you're highlighting this. 
And having, having said this, I'd love to learn from you, how do you and how have you been dealing with like this vision of uh, building a successful business of how it's supposed to be done? And I'm, I'm observing now through lots of sessions and conversations with women and workshops, a lot of the time, in fact, most of the time, the questions that come up and reflections that come up from women when it comes to uh, career and like everyday life is, oh, I am constantly in the masculine. I'm constantly in the world where like, I need to push. I need to stay strong and push towards my goal. And then I feel burned out. And then I feel like I'm losing connection to myself or I feel numb. That's honestly the, the most common thing I hear. And what inspires me about you and the conversation you've shared and feel chat before is that I can't, I can't see that in you. I can't see that you being overwhelmed with like too much of masculine energy. And of course, as you say, you've always had a supportive mother and yeah, maybe there were other other things that have, uh, that helped you. But I wonder what's your view on this now as you also work so much with women and you have this wonderful, strong community. How do you um, balance the masculine structure organization force and push and the feminine qualities of what you've just described of allowing and letting things come and totally feeling the the fullness of everything how do you balance these energies and if there are any rituals any uh, viewpoints that you have or maybe observed from other women um, yeah i'd love to hear from you <laughs> thank mm. you so much um honestly i i for many years i suffered from um trying to push things and being very masculine and very competitive in the in the business environment and i not i have seen a dead end maria like i was super Same. unhappy and even with the money that I was making, with the you know gratifications and the respect, so-called that I was receiving to to my title, etc., I was totally empty inside. And one day I saw myself looking at the mirror with dead eyes, and I wondered, you know, like what happened to me? And I didn't, I didn't know. And how it started, maybe it was the conditioning in the business. I was in a consultancy work with like super competitive environment. And, but when I looked at the mirror, I saw that I'm, I'm not living life. I'm, I'm, I'm dead. And at that moment, I felt, I heard, I felt a little whisper in me. If I were dead, who is this seeing me? I cannot be dead. I'm still observing me and I'm asking questions. So there must be hope. There and then I decided to find who I am and what do I want in life. And that's when I quit from my job and I was going through already a very difficult divorce process. And I found myself looking for who I am and working with a philosopher in Spain 
and did Socratic dialogues, the art of listening, where instead of repeating my own thoughts, I learned to listen deeply and totally openly. And the beautiful thing about listening, Maria, and it's a very feminine uh, quality, instead of talk, 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 talking in your head, even to yourself all the time, just pause and listen. Listen to what the other person is saying without having the need to respond. Really fully allow your body to receive. And even when you are observing yourself, listen. Like, what do you need? And in the moment of listening, you expand and your, your body awakens and you allow yourself to become new. Because if you don't repeat your thoughts, you become new. There is a window of opportunity for life to tell you, my dear child, for you to come alive, this is what you want. This is what you need. That joy, that joy sparkles even in the darkest moments. So listening, I would say, has truly changed my life. And even when we are in busy meetings or with our children, instead of taking a position to answer, if we listen, it already kind of creates a peaceful environment where the other person, when he or she, or yourself, and when you listen to yourself really deeply without judgment, you connect. And then in that connection, peace arrives. And with the peace rising, you expand. And there is power in it. Time expands. Energy expands. And then the abundance of creativity, inspiration, joy, everything starts emerging there. When we are in our own minds, and then when we repeat thoughts, and we talk to fight, to, to push, to achieve something that is predetermined only without feeling it, then we really reduce ourselves to stupid machines which are living in the past and not really alive as humans. That's what I faced in the mirror. And the questions of women and that the feeling of us that something needs to change is very present. And I celebrate that. I think from our ashes, we have the opportunity to be born again. And femininity, not only belonging to women, but comes as a gift to women with our intuition, with our power or ability to give birth, regardless of our choice or, or you know, conditions to do, to do so or not. And our moon cycles are uh, ways of thinking that are so different than men. And, and our, our abilities to nourish, to really care for each other that are, that are so advanced, women, uh, I believe, are responsible to bring the femininity where the power, the money, the decisions are being made and distributed right now. Because when women relax with elegance in our femininity, we can be and we can trust, we can have confidence that what we are matters, what we are is valuable, and then your words, the depth of your voice becomes in tune with that knowingness. And then everything you say becomes magical, 
becomes like a spell, a good spell, like a prayer. And then with that confidence, with that alignment, intunement, not just your words, your design for business, your post on Instagram, the way you guide your child, the way you design a technology becomes only extensions of the of that spirit, of that seed of who you are, which is us, which is connected to all life, which is ready to give birth to every moment through our intelligence, our expression. And then the embodiment of that intelligence, of that wisdom is already gifted to us. And for that, let's keep our channels clean, the way we think, the way we talk, the way we post, the way we eat, the way we are putting ourselves in environments with people that are clean or toxic. Let's be careful about our channels being open and being in service and keep them, keep the blood, the thoughts, the body circulating. Even drinking water, you know, in the heroines, we bless the water with a prayer, each session with one of us, bringing our own culture and ancestral knowledge or the intuition or whatever she feels at that moment. We bless the water, we drink, and then we keep one glass of water during the entire session so it marinates with all the intentions, the questions and the design and the guidance, and we end the session again with water blessing. Circulating water in our body, even, and really like, this is such a foundational part of allowing the feminine magic to wash us and to wash and transform boardrooms, you know, business models and the technological systems. The world that is invisible, first, then becomes tangible. Spirit really matters. The matter and spirit, they are not separate. So I think the feminine intuition and wisdom is to be in the knowledge, in the remembrance of it. So when a woman gives up on her power of her intelligence and wisdom, you can see her shaking in her body, shaking in her voice. And then we end up in a shaky position in the way we are leading with a lot of fears, a lot of need for further control of outside the environment just to feel safe in our little uh, flats with air conditioners where the earth is on fire. Let's, let's connect. Let's keep our channels really open and rest well and clean your the clutter in your life when you bring the when you bring the order to your thoughts to your body and to your um, immediate environment in your relationships everything else maria falls into its place and our job is not to save the world i'm telling telling you this i'm repeating myself our job is to order ourselves so that life can do what she needs to do using us, through us, and as us. We are magnificent beings and channels and co-creators. I, I cannot emphasize the importance of understanding who we are and taking our individual uh, roles in that collective mission of becoming the sacred humanity, each era in a different way. And... Um, that is the most important remembrance for all of us. That's why I like to surround myself with people 
who can remind me of that. That's why I do what I'm doing with the heroines and regeneratives and our, our events. That's why I'm here with you. Because then we can remind each other who we are and what we are made of. We are pillars. We are lighthouses. We are walking temples for each other. And it's a prayer that each time we listen to each other, each time we drink water, prayers and meditations are not solo silo things to be done on mountaintops or in some mosque or church, whatever. This is a prayer. This conversation is a prayer. Beautiful. So um, I'd like to to reinforce that indeed one of the beautiful qualities women have is this nurturing and relaxation and softness and um, sensuality that we can bring into the world and really to help the world and to create beautiful lives and for everyone. We, we shouldn't work to force things to happen. Rather, we need to relax and let the life to go where it needs to go. And that's sometimes challenging to accept because of the societal conditioning we, we, we have. Like we need to do things for them to happen. But actually, the truth is we need to relax into life. And I love that you're reinforcing it so, so, so beautifully. Um, I like yeah. <laughs> your, yeah. Can, can I share one uh, trick yeah. that I'm doing? Of course. Um, you know, when we see the difficulty of something, mm. what does it mean? It means for you to recognize something is difficult or something is lacking, you must know the opposite of it as well. Like mm. you know ease, that's why you know the difficulty. You know abundance, that why that's why you see lack. Okay? So mm. when, when I find myself saying, Oh, this is this is difficult, and let's say what to do about it, this is not a very inspirational and expansion expansive conversation. Instead, mm-hmm. I ask myself, how can I Find the ease in this. How can I be shown ways that I can really um, feel the abundance of it in this situation? So like we are giving prompts to ChatGPT, and the quality of the response you receive is according to the quality of the prompt that you are giving. Every moment I said it's a prayer, every thought, every expression, then let's give good prompts to life, to our minds, to our bodies, so that we can receive good guidance, good answers, good openings. So let's be very careful about the way we are prompting life and our beautiful minds. Let's Mm -hmm. ask things not from the lack of, but how can I, how can we see, be, do, more with ease, beauty, joy, flow. How can I receive support? And then make it a habit. Then life becomes truly um, exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm going to take it on from this conversation into my life. It's a beautiful reminder. Oh, 
No, another thing I really loved that you shared in our private community chat, and I invite you, listener, if you are a film member, to go back and listen to, to Conversations by Shanae, which was all about pleasure and business and her personal story and so much inspiration. One of the things you've shared was your recipe for success in, in, in a life uh, way. And it's called report, which is called resting, then E for excitement, then P for plateau, then O for orgasm, R for <laughs> rematriation, and T for transformation. I just loved that concept. If you still have it on your mind, I'd love to share uh, you to share just a few words, and then we'll uh, guide those who are field member. Um, feel members then they can go back and listen to fully to those concepts but I just found that the way you structured the potential of integrating pleasure and um, ease into into life are pretty amusing <laughs> yeah you know I I I came up with this as a as a joke yeah myself because You're really cool <laughs> I hate reporting yeah and you know the way we are charging the words the concepts the way we create our stories our own narratives is a total human creation so with with your beautiful invitation to share business and pleasure with the field community i came up with report but in a totally changed transformed way so the report is not boring it's quite the opposite. It's very exciting. And it starts with R. And R is resting. Our sleep, but resting, not just resting our bodies, but also our senses. Like when we are over um, charging our uh, senses, uh, being too much on the uh, digital screens, or having a very cluttered environment, too much noise, we are numbing ourselves. And when we numb ourselves, we become externally dependent and our internal pleasures and our connection to our body, to our soul, somehow is, is distracted. So the first one is resting and rest your environment, rest your body, rest your mind, rest your soul, find moments of um, um, even like a five minutes that you can especially if you have a busy life, you're a mother, let's say you have three startups like me and so many social relationships, just take five moments every day, light a candle or, or have a space in your room where you can just be without any roles that you carry during the day. I find it so quite uh, regenerative, you know, being a mother or like thinking that I'm a mother, I'm a mother, I'm a mother. You are conditioning yourself in such ways that, yes, I'm a mother. Yes, I'm a businesswoman. Yes, I'm a woman. Yes, I'm a human. But I have a soul that is playing all these roles, but there are none of them, actually. And then I like to keep in touch with that word, that that part of me which is whole of me in everything that I am doing but I that that I Janai in front of the mirror was a huge awakening for me so keep the keep that fire alive 
I would say. That's the resting. And uh, E in the report is for excitement. And uh, that is for finding the white rabbit, I would call. Like, you know, when you are doing your work, it might be a Zoom call, it might be an email you're sending, or it might be uh, you are thinking and you are planning. There are things that really excites you. And um, with the heroines and in the work that I'm doing with uh, conscious business design, I allow leaders to find out their values and what is truly important to them and approach them from a 5D values perspective, which is embodying those values. And almost always, Maria, I see people not just thinking about their values conceptually, but really when they when you say, I am beauty, when you say, I am joy, when you embody your value, you have that excitement and you can bring it to whatever you are doing. I'm going to be very bold about it. People think business is a boring thing. Uh, Sorry, it was the lack of imagination that we designed businesses in such boring ways. It doesn't have to be. So how can you excite yourself with with bringing your values, bringing what matters to you? And it can be in little ways. It can be in big ways. You can be curious. You can explore ways to do it. But bring that excitement it can be even like a little pose, a little ritual that you are bringing to your meetings, a way to check in. It can be your signature that you are sending in the emails. It can be the way that you negotiate a little curious excitement you are going to bring. But bringing that excitement keeps you alive. And I believe it's like super important uh, to do that. And then... Uh, we have the plateau, orgasm, rematriation, and transformation. But I would invite maybe the listeners to come and check my full recordings. Maria, it's going to take a lot of time, no? Yes, that's exactly what I'd like to do. Um, please, uh, if you are a member of a few uh, chat, come back. And uh, in the menu, you can find the link to the Business and Pleasure Conversation by Sinead and get about 60 minutes or super high quality content if not more about how to bring more pleasure into your life business and how to bring more fun and joy i loved that that conversation one of my favorites and if you're not a member yet you can join in the link in this podcast But yes, I just love your creative approach to describing and giving tools to people on how to bring important things into business. It's like we, we, we've, we've had this big period in, in life where lots of media and courses and education has been giving us so much information on how to like make things work in a do, 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 push, push, push kind of way. So we forgot about, hey... What about fun? Because we are living the whole life and work is a big part of it. And it's important that it gives us pleasure. And yes, thank you for these tools. Um, Maria, thank you for this opportunity. Mm. I think when we are talking about business and pleasure, one thing I'm noticing that can be a key to so many of us because we are women and we have a tendency to care and nourish 
our, not just ourselves, but also our families, our communities, our colleagues, and our, our you know, um, society and wider planet with, with non, uh, more than human species in it. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this podcast, I really, really invite all of us to consider how we can allow the pleasure in business in the ways that we are deciding for the life of so many of us on a daily basis and how we can allow some room for each one of us to bring the diversity, the beauty of our value systems, of our bodily expressions, of our sensual and sensorial um, palettes more to life and have these conversations, allow these conversations to happen. The listening that I have shared earlier can be an amazing tool to bring the humanity, the pleasures, and inshallah, the pleasure activism more to our boardrooms, more to our companies, to our startups. One thing for sure, the most efficient, the most ancient, the wisest, and the um, abundant technology on earth is nature herself. So learning from nature, if we can learn how to be together by allowing ourselves to be in any given moment, is going to bring the efficiency, the success, the abundance also to the business and through business to so many systems that are defined by the success metrics of business. For example, instead of talking just thoughts in a meeting, instead of just designing for profit and growth numbers in a business plan, in a business model, instead of just creating efficiency and ease in using technology in the apps for people's lives, Let's step back and let's ask how our humanity, how our diversity, how our life pleasures are represented in this design, in this process. Because one thing, Maria, I notice people are thinking business or pleasure, right? Exactly. Money, Money or joy. Um, you know, inclusivity or efficiency. Who said so? I mean, the greatest teacher, nature, is teaching and telling us otherwise. And there are so many smart business models. Now we are proving that actually when people feel the pleasure, they are healthier, employee satisfaction is higher, you can recruit the top talents, to do your to do your business, your mission, the health and well-being increases, so that the creativity increases, people feel safer, more connected, the costs to keep them in the company decreases. And the 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 way people start caring about each other, their mission, their cities, their planet, in our planet increases. Like there are these are all connected and they are not either or they are and 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 we can all win that reductionist thinking 
can only be healed and transformed when we allow ourselves, our bodies, to feel the joy of being alive, being human, being woman, and being in charge of co-creating beautiful futures that we believe we deserve and our children deserve. And for that, we need to relax into the wisdom of our bodies, which is our home, which is the particles and parts of our wider home, which is this planet and which is nature. So we need to to really rest into the wisdom, the intelligence of billions of years of this beautiful nature and really take good care of our bodies and then allow our minds to be in service of life. And pleasure is something we need to follow because it's our compass. Let's open the field with curiosity and with some fun. How can we find more pleasure in our daily lives, in our businesses? What are the ways to explore, to share, to encourage, and to allow ourselves and each other? How can we see the relation of our bodily pleasures, mental pleasures, or emotional pleasures relating to what we are doing, making the path really easy and clear for for ourselves and for each other. How may I be in service with pleasure? This was Shanea Talley. To learn more about her and her project, head to the show notes. You can find the heroines, regenerate eggs, and memory over there. You can also get to know her even more closer if you head to our private field member chat, where you can find the report we've been talking about, the insights she shared, and concrete advice on how to implement pleasure and joy into your life while succeeding in your career. Make sure to follow this podcast for more insightful information and audio-guided practices designed to help you feel confident, sensual, and truly alive. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating. This really helps us to continue doing the work we do for women worldwide. We help women develop healthy sexuality and as a result, thrive in life. And your support means so, so much to us and really, really does help. Thank you for listening.